Hello and welcome to the More Than Wellness podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am your host, Mick Ryan, and I'm really grateful that you're here listening. So this is the first podcast, first of many, I hope. And today you'll be listening to me talk about myself. (laughs) A bit of an ego trip for me here today. Hopefully it's not too boring. Just going into uh, my history of being a wellness practitioner what brought me to it and what I'm hoping to offer with this podcast. So ideally, um, with the podcast, I'll be interviewing different wellness practitioners each week to look at different aspects of well-being. And the reason I chose the name More Than Wellness is because I want the focus to be on all aspects of well-being. So a lot of people think wellness is just health and exercise and diet and things like that. But for me, it's very much about our mental, emotional, physical and spiritual health. And I want to look at that in this podcast and interview people who have insights, um, intuitions, uh, great learning and great things to share in those areas. So as I say, this first week will be just me talking about myself. And then from here on in, it will be an interview each week with a different wellness practitioner. Hopefully that will be very, very interesting, exciting, a little bit fun, a little bit of a crack, as we say in Irish. That's a different thing in different languages. Crack is spelled C-R-A-I-C and it just means fun. So I want it to be educational and fun. And that's the intention. So as I say, this week it's all about myself. Just talking about um, my new business, Solus Wellbeing, uh, what I do as a practitioner. So I'm going to pretty much just go into the podcast, let you have a listen, and then I'll do a talk out at the end. And we'll discuss our guests for next week and what we have planned for some ongoing episodes. Okay, I hope you enjoy. Take care. To begin, I'll go into a story about uh, who I am, what I do, and what brought me to it. Really, um, so starting with who I am right now is I am a well-being facilitator. That's a new title I've given myself. I've just changed my business. I was before trading as Melbourne Acupuncture Centre, but I felt that that name was kind of inaccurate and for a number of reasons it was inaccurate from a geographical perspective because I work in Doreen which for anyone who knows Melbourne is far far north Melbourne on the absolute outskirts of the city in the sticks and I also work in Avondale Heights which is northwestern Melbourne it's still quite a distance from the city and Melbourne Acupuncture Centre I felt was kind of misleading because it kind of implied I was in this central business district or quite central or had multiple locations within Melbourne and I couldn't really offer that. But more than that, the reason why I changed from Melbourne Acupuncture Centre to Solace Wellbeing is because I am more than an acupuncturist and I felt that was to a certain extent limiting my practice and I felt tied to practicing primarily as an acupuncturist and not that I don't love being an acupuncturist, I really do. I think it's an amazing uh, tool for wellness, it's incredible wisdom and knowledge and we will be talking about that in future. Ideally I'm going to get practitioners who are uh, even more experienced than I am who have great stories to tell about why they're practitioners and what they find amazing about acupuncture and it is an incredible therapy. Um, in addition to that, I'm also, uh, I have been working primarily as a remedial massage, neuromuscular and sports massage therapist. And these skills, this training, uh, these practices have served me very, very well. But I've come to a place now where I, I need to offer more and I need to offer all of my training. Because for me, 
it began back in 2002 in Dublin when I started to do Qigong and Qigong roughly means energy work. It is uh, the foundation of Tai Chi, the foundation of much of the Chinese martial arts and it is incredible and my journey started with that with my teacher Gary Collins of the Jade Sun School in Ireland and I went on to train with Gary in first I, he taught me how to meditate and I, I learned how to do Qigong and then I went through a, a, a course of personal and spiritual development that is the Jade Sun syllabus and I certified as a solar sound healer in 2010. Now I began my training in 2002, it normally takes three years to become a solar sound healer but obviously I was in the remedial class, or a little bit slow or a lot slow considering it took me eight years rather than three. And I still haven't quite finished the syllabus with the Jade Sun School, that's an ongoing thing because I moved away, I now live 17,000 kilometers away from my teacher so that's put a bit of a put the brakes on my training so to speak but my intention remains to finish that syllabus because i think it is incredible and i will talk about it more as we go on with this particular podcast episode today so as i say i have changed the business to solace well-being and solace is the irish word for light so our focus and emphasis is on creating light Uh, creating light internally, allowing that light that we have within us to build and grow and shine. So what I offer now as a well-being facilitator is I offer training and workshops and courses in meditation, in stress management. I offer still um, treatments in acupuncture, remedial massage. Uh, I also offer uh, one-on-one training in Tai Chi, Qigong and meditation and I also offer treatments in solar sound healing and consultations in solar sound healing and I'll talk more about what solar sound healing is and what it offers uh, later on in this particular podcast. And the other thing I'm doing right now is I'm training for uh, the Grow Global Certificate of Training Program in Trauma Release Exercises and this is an incredible um, healing modality that's been developed by David Berselli and it's all about releasing the trauma tension stress that we hold on to in our body and it's it's physically based it's it's based on releasing the physical tension from the body so it's not so much about counseling and talking about the story behind the trauma because the trauma gets held in their physiology and it's very much about releasing that so that's what I'm training in and that's what I will be incorporating into my practice so I'm going to go back now to the start of where my interest in wellness and well-being and spirituality began and it was very much by accident. I was working in hospitality in Ireland back in 1999 and I had a, a great friend who was working with me at the time. Uh, her name is Susan and she runs Yoga Pilates Malaga now and uh, hopefully I'll get Susan on at some stage to talk about her incredible journey with yoga and Pilates and, and how she she set up this wonderful um, lifestyle that she has overseas. Susan recommended to me, I was, at the time I was reading uh, some of the Dalai Lama's books and I was finding that very interesting. It was my first exposure to this uh, type of spirituality. I'd grown up as a Catholic and I was very familiar with the Bible and, and teachings of the Bible. Uh, but now I was becoming more interested in, in these teachings of Buddhism and, and Susan recommended I read The Barefoot Doctor 
The Barefoot Doctor, uh, at the time he'd written two books called Handbook for Heroes and Handbook for the Urban Warrior. And I love these books. Barefoot Doctor is very irreverent in how he teaches. And it's really fascinating. He's incredibly entertaining. I definitely recommend if, if you're looking to for a, a gateway, a gateway drug into spirituality and, and, and alternative medicine and things like that, the Barefoot Doctor is a great place to start because he's really fun in how he writes. He really short uh, little snippets of information, no big long chapters. It's all little, little bits here and there. As I say, very irreverent and very fun. And this is a great way to introduce me to, at the time, to concepts of Taoism that I'd never encountered before. I knew nothing about Taoism. I'd heard of what I call the Tao, and it was just a, a, a ancient, mystical, Eastern spiritual thing that you know was completely out of my consciousness or, or field of awareness. And so he introduced me to some of these concepts of Taoism. I found it really fascinating. And I, I went traveling at the time. Um, it, 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 it was interesting because it, my father died in 2000, in June of 2000. And uh, I had just turned 24 at the time. And I kind of had these books introduced into my life. And it was really good timing for me then to have these because it kind of opened my mind up. I was still very lost at the time. I didn't really know who I was, what I wanted to do, where I was going with my life. Uh, I wanted to go away essentially to find myself and my father died in June and I went away in, in August um, and I had been planning to go away anyway at that stage so it was interesting timing but that didn't kind of work out it's really <laughs> kind of a long story really interesting I ended up getting scammed in Milan with about 14 or 15 other young people like me at the time uh, I say scammed it cost me about 300 350 US dollars at the time um, and I remember when it happened to us, we were pretty furious, but it ended up just being one of the best adventures I ever had. There was about 15 of us and we, we pooled all our money together. We ended up in Brussels together. We pooled our money. We ended up staying in a hostel and we had to share beds. And it was, it was just an incredible adventure. But at the time I wanted to go work on a cruise ship and um, I ended up in an Irish bar in Essen in North Germany, very far from the ocean and the sea or anything like that. And it wasn't really what I was, looking for at that time. So I came home, spent a few weeks back in Dublin. And at the time I started working in a cafe called Crema, which was owned by a friend of mine called Terry. And Crema was a, a great local neighborhood cafe. And I worked in Crema for a few months and really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed working with Terry because Terry was a lot of fun and really, um, he helped me uh, in hospitality at the time to, to become a far better waiter and um, because he taught me you know the, the importance of greeting people as they come in of always being friendly making sure you greet people when they leave or say goodbye to people when they leave never leave, let anybody leave without saying goodbye to them acknowledging them and saying thank you and it really gave me that sense of, of um, you know of gratitude in in being of service and that was really important at the time but there was one particular guy who used to come into the cafe back then and he had these funny kind of fuzzy dark hair and he was always really friendly and really likeable and approachable and his name was Gary. And um, I remember I, I liked Gary at the time and, and, and I went to, I left Crema then, I went traveling. Again, as I say, I was looking for myself, for who I was, for what I wanted to do and I had this yearning to go away. 
And I went traveling to Australia. I had this yearning to go to Australia. I remember a very strange thing. I was watching TV one day a good few months before and I saw there was these forest fires and there was these planes swooping down and dropping water in these forest fires. And the weirdest thing, it might have been Australia, it might have been Victoria that I was watching at the time, but I had this really overpowering yearning in that exact moment. That was the moment I decided I needed to get away, I needed to travel. And it was when I saw these planes dropping water on these forest fires. And, you know, strangely enough, um, you know, 13 years later or more, I ended up moving to um, Melbourne, to Victoria and to a place that was very close to where um, the, the very sad uh, forest and bushfires took place um, in 2010. I think it was 2009. It was 2009, sorry. But anyway, I'm rambling here. Let's go, let's come back to me leaving Ireland and going traveling, looking for myself. And um, I spent about five months in Sydney, and I liked it, but I didn't like it that much. I I liked it in hindsight. After I left, I liked the experience of being there. But at the time, I didn't really feel settled or grounded because I didn't feel settled or grounded in myself. My father had died less than a year before, and I I felt very lost and didn't really know who I was. And then I went to Chicago to stay with my cousin and my aunt and they were going through a bit of an unsettled time as well. My aunt had just separated from her husband and uh, we were staying in the two houses that my cousin just bought and they were right connected to each other. And my, my aunt and cousins were living on one side and my other cousin and her family were living in, in the other side and I was staying with them. And there was a, I, I was certainly felt very unsettled at the time. And, you know, after being away for about eight months and being in Australia and America and Chicago, I, I went back home. And this is where things really started to shift for me because I went back eventually to work in Crema and to work with Terry. And having read these um, these books, the, the Barefoot Doctor books that I had brought with me that were real, they were amazing companions for me while I was traveling because I really felt they helped me. They helped shift my awareness. They helped open me up to, I guess, a bigger field of consciousness and bigger possibilities. Well, when I went to work in Crema and I... I I was talking to Terry and I discussed wanting to learn Tai Chi and the reason I wanted to learn Tai Chi is because I wanted to learn how to fight. This was in 2001 and 9-11 and, uh, had, had recently happened and I was in Chicago at the time when it happened so I felt very disturbed and traumatised in my energy from, from what had happened because I was there in the midst of it and I could see all this chaos and craziness that was going on. And I came back to Ireland and at the time I actually wanted to go and join the military because I felt I wanted to do something. I, I remember seeing all these people displaced in Afghanistan and I, I was feel, felt very emotionally disturbed by this and I felt I really need to do something. And I considered, very strongly considered joining the military at that time. And, the, and I said to Terry I wanted to learn Tai Chi because I wanted to learn how to fight. And uh, so Terry said, well, you know, Gary who comes here, this guy Gary who I mentioned earlier with the, the funny fuzzy hair, so he's, he's one of the best Tai Chi teachers in Ireland. You know, if you want to learn Tai Chi, we should go to him because I'm interested in learning it too. Uh, Terry was big into um, very much martial arts and, and, and being able to, to handle yourself, not in, a, in an aggressive sense so much, but really just knowing how to look after yourself. And so we, we approached Gary and, and said, you know, can you teach us Tai Chi? And he, he said, well, come on over. And this is where my life changed. In this moment when we went into Gary's 
clinic and it was the Rathmines Clinic of Natural Medicine in Dublin and we walked upstairs into this messy little room that Gary had. Gary had always had a really messy little clinic and we went in to learn Tai Chi to learn how to fight and Gary in their first session taught us Qigong and in that first session in that Qigong that he taught us he essentially taught us how to stand nothing more no movements really just how to stand and that one hour that I spent in that room changed my life forever. I was somebody different when I came out of that room that day because I went to learn how to fight and what I learned was how to surrender. It was profound. I walked out, Terry and I looked at each other and it was like, what the hell just happened? It was like our minds, our spirits, everything was just blown wide open i mean if the barefoot doctor introduced me to a bigger world of possibility this first session with gary opened me to a bigger world of possibility within myself of my own incredible potential as a human being and it changed my life and i was hooked it was like the most intoxicating drug i had ever had now, and at the time now, I was, I was smoking quite a lot of pot. So I was, I was quite used to a lot of highs. I, and in some ways, I feel like smoking pot did open my consciousness at the time to experiencing all these incredible things because I had a lot of really very, very powerful energetic experiences at the time. Um, but it's very, I have to be very clear, I'm not advocating uh, smoking dope um, there's a reason they call it dope and, and having smoked it for, for a number of years and um, essentially been addicted to it. Uh, I was a wake and bake merchant, you get up first thing in the morning, you get stoned. Uh, I can definitely say from my experience that anyone who says it is not dangerous is deluded. It can have very detrimental effects. It can be very beneficial. It can be great for people with pain. Uh, for arthritis, it can have lots of profound healing effects but it can also be incredibly addictive and it can be quite mind altering and it had a lot of detrimental effects on me. But in balance, it did help open my consciousness at the time and it helped me to experience a lot more energetic experiences in, in doing Qigong. My sensitivity to the energy of the Qi that was flowing through my body at the time was very heightened. Um, so that, that was where I was at at the time. And, and I learned um, what Gary called Guan Yin Qigong. It was a nine movement Qigong. And it was life changing, as I say. And so I, I, at the time I was actually, uh, even though I was working in hospitality, I was also studying uh, drama and performance in college in Dublin. And uh, within a few months of working with Gary, you know, I, I really, <laughs> it was interesting to go from joining the military to being an actor, an actor. But that was the that was how crazy, messed up and, and confused I was at the time. I was swinging from one extreme to the other. And I had always been interested in, in drama and performance. And I'd, you know, I'd been in bands and sang and had acted in school and always fancied myself as a bit theatrical. And being a, astrologically being a Gemini, I, I do switch from one extreme to the other. I was, I was, in this course, um, really loving the course, uh, enjoying it, but at the same time, I had the sense of, you know what? This Qigong is incredible. I want to 
I want this. I want this as my my life, my career. I want to do this. I want to help people and share with them how this has helped me. And so um, I proposed leaving uh, the course after a couple of months. And um, Brian, who was the coordinator of the course at the time, said, well, you know, it's too late to go and do another course. Uh, why don't you just hang out till the end of the year and, and then leave? And I thought, well, okay, fair enough. That's that's a fair point. Um, I did want to go at the time do a holistic health course in, in massage and exercise and fitness and different aspects of holistic health, but it was too late to start that course. And he had a good point. So I hung in there and... I kept uh, doing this course and I, I kept working with Gary then and Gary was teaching me um, what at the time had not morphed into the, the, the very um, specific syllabus of the Jade Sun School. It was just kind of formulating, taking shape. So he taught me um, these wonderful meditations as, as they developed. And uh, that, that was where I went from, from there from studying drama then the following year I went and did this holistic health course it was a one-year full-time course in the city of Dublin VEC in a place called Plunkett College in Whitehall in Dublin um, and we had a lovely teacher called Carmel who taught us um, massage and uh, about I'd probably about uh, seven years later I actually went back there um, while Carmel was off sick and I taught on that same course I taught massage there uh, later on myself um, but this was a wonderful course and really introduced me to the practical skills of, of health and holistic health and wellness and well-being and some of the theory behind it. And so I continued working with Gary while I did this training. And then after I finished that year and I got certified as a massage therapist, I went to um, Pierce College in Dublin, which is another part of city of Dublin VEC and the VEC was a vocational educational committee that compromised a lot of different um, vocational schools and colleges around Dublin so this one was on the south side of Dublin Pierce College uh, Plunkett College was on the north side and in Pierce College I um, did reflexology aromatherapy Indian head massage and I also did nutrition. And these were all iTech diplomas. And iTech was the, the most well-recognized certification that you could get in the UK and Ireland at the time. And I didn't do sports massages this time because I felt that four diplomas was quite a lot to do at one time. So I did this training and um, I graduated in 2005 from that school. So I'd done two years full-time at that stage. And, and I set up a business then in um, offering massage services I was working for a couple of different clinics I mentioned my friend Susan earlier on I worked for Susan at her um, studio called Center Studios uh, where she taught yoga and Pilates in Dublin and then I went to work at the Elbow Room which is probably the, the biggest most well-established yoga studio in Dublin uh, I worked there for a while as a massage therapist and then I went and trained in sports massage. And sports massage in Australia is often called remedial um, or myotherapy. It's sports massage is somewhere between remedial and myotherapy. So um, we do a lot of neuromuscular therapy and, and massage therapy. That was in 2007 that I did. No, 2006, sorry, that I did sports massage. In 2007 then, I went to the Irish College of Traditional Chinese Medicine. And at the time I had been doing Qigong with Gary and they were offering a course in medical Qigong and that was really what interested me and I wanted to go and do this course. 
But they said, well, you know, you really should do the, the, the traditional Chinese medicine uh, licentiate. At the time, in Ireland, um, you couldn't do a degree in acupuncture and Chinese medicine because it wasn't part of the national framework of qualifications or universities. It was taught by private schools. So what they did is they offered what they called a licentiate, like a license to practice. And so this was a three-year training that I did in acupuncture following up um, essentially three years of training in massage and holistic health. All the while I was doing this, I continued training in the Jade Sun syllabus with Gary. And this is where I felt my most profound training, transformation and healing was taking place because the Jade Sun syllabus was so profoundly life-changing and inspirational and transformative. Uh, I remember hearing Gary say once to somebody that um, the teachings of the Jade Sun will be your life or they won't be your life, but they will never be part of your life. And that is certainly how it felt. It, it just, it, it, and it still does. It feels like this is such an intrinsic part of who I am because it changed who I was from the inside or it, it certainly it didn't change me but it, it allowed me to change myself more importantly it, it empowered me to become a conscious creator of myself so I, I trained in Chinese medicine and acupuncture for three years at the Irish College of TCM and Professor uh, Tom Shanahan is the professor who runs the college along with um, the registrar uh, Mary Plunkett and one thing they do is they make sure you know what you're doing very very specifically uh, Professor Shanahan is a very hard taskmaster uh, he doesn't accept anything less than your best um, the pass rate in the college the, the mark to pass the exams was 80% and as Professor Shanahan said if he had his own way it would be 100% so really we, we were aiming for perfection in our exams and most of the time we got 90 to 95% in our exams because he didn't want to be scraping over that 80% line just about you know, you wanted to aim high, so you made sure you got over the line. So I felt it was really good, um, really in-depth training that I got at the ICTCM, as it was known, all the while I was training. But it's interesting because in 2010, I finished my certification, or my licentiate in traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture. In that same year, that year I did a module, a 10-day training um, to certify as a solar sound healer. Having continued doing my training with Gary since 2002, the formalized syllabus training began, I think, about 2004. And I went through uh, the first part of the syllabus to get to the solar sound healer training in 2010. So it was quite a lot of training. We would do normally about two to three modules a year. At the time, they were between four and five days. The certification training was 10 days with a four, another three-day follow-up um, about six months later as we went over our case histories. So this was really intense in the training. The days, you know, you'd be there for 10 days with Gary. Gary talks, he's an amazing talker. He, you could just listen to him for hours and hours and hours and he just keeps you enthralled by everything he says. It's just so incredibly inspirational. You could start at nine o'clock in the morning and you might not finish until nine o'clock at night. And one day we were there and we started at nine in the morning. I think it was about half three or four o'clock that day before we actually got our first break. 
because he just talked all the way through and we talked and we engaged and it was nobody felt tired or you know at any stage nobody thought oh, we really should have a break you know we were just so enthralled in what we were doing and so inspired by it we, we didn't feel tired and we didn't feel exhausted by it we just wanted it was like manna from heaven so this was where we were in 2010 and i continued training on the syllabus until 2012 and in the midst of all this in 2005 i met my wife chandra and chandra uh, was a lovely australian girl who came over to uh, work as a teacher in London. She was teaching singing and her mother was living in Dublin, her mother Pemo, and I met Pemo through my friend Terry's wife, Susan. And so she said, well, my daughter's coming over. Um, would you mind taking her out? Because um, I know you're a musician or you, you play music and she's quite a serious musician and it'd be great if you would take her out because I don't really want to do that. Um, so I did and we hit it off immediately. It was, let's say it was pretty much just love at first sight. So Chandra uh, came to live in Ireland. She lived there for seven years. <laughs> and then in 2012, um, we almost split up because I was really reluctant to move to Australia. I said, I really don't want to. I'm happy here in Ireland. I really want to continue doing the Jade Sun work. This is just such a huge part of who I am. And uh, you know, we almost, almost split up because of that, but I became open to it. And an interesting synchronicity, after I, I said I would be open to traveling to Australia, we then went a holiday to Australia, flights and accommodation. Um, right after I said, okay, I'll be open to it. So really interesting synchronicity. In 2012, um, we had just been over Christmas 2011 in Australia. And um, March 2012, trying to come home one day, so that's it. I'm going home. I'm done. You can come with me or you can stay here, but I'm going. And that was in March, and by June she was gone. That was it. She'd had enough of Ireland and the cold, and the we had the GFC, and she was working in the public sector. She'd had her wages cut. So she went off, and six months later I followed, and I came to Australia in uh, January 2013. And uh, The first year was, was pretty challenging because I couldn't work as a wellness practitioner. My licentiate in traditional Chinese medicine wasn't initially recognised. I had to apply for registration with the Australian Health Practitioner Regulation Agency because um, acupuncture had just gone national in its registration um, with APRA. And I had to apply and be refused and be referred for an exam in Sydney. And this was a very slow, laborious process. And because it was literally the first few months of national registration, I think there was it was a little bit up in the air about what was happening. And so all this time then, well, I wasn't working as an acupuncturist. I got a job on the flight center as a travel agent and really didn't feel drawn to that because I'm somebody who has to be in alignment with my heart and work. Um, they all have to be in alignment. I have to do something that I love because I can't just do a job for the sake of doing a job. So I worked in hospitality as well because of all my years of experience. And then at the end of 2013, I got my registration as an acupuncturist and I arranged um, some um, what they call recognition of prior learning and skills tests to get my massage, remedial massage qualification in Australia. And I got both of those and I was able to practice in 2014. And so from 2014 to 2019 now, I have been working as an acupuncturist and remedial massage therapist in Australia. I was also um, 
doing classes in meditation. And my journey with meditation, as teaching meditation, goes back to 2010. I was working in a, a lovely clinic in Malahide in Dublin called Tree of Life. And Julie, who was the owner of the clinic, um, she'd had somebody doing a mindfulness um, class, uh, classes uh, like a course for about, I think it was about six weeks it was there for. And this person pulled out um, and said they couldn't do it. And Julie really, you know, had all these people saying they wanted to do this course. And she came to me and said, can you teach meditation? I know you meditate and, you know, can you teach it? And I thought, well, I, I never really thought about that. So I went to my teacher, I went to Gary and I said, look, Gary, um, Julie's asked me to teach this meditation course and, I, you know, I'd feel like I should really check in with you. Is that something, can I do that? Can I teach meditation? And Gary said to me, well, you have to ask yourself, do you have something to offer? He said, it's up to you to decide whether you can teach it or not. You have to ask yourself, do you have something to offer? It's not about being the best. It's just about asking, do you have something to offer? And I thought, well, yeah, I do have something to offer. I think the meditation that I do, I think is it's transformative for me and I, I feel like I can share that with other people. So yeah, I have something to offer. So I did this six week course in meditation and, and we got really great feedback and then we did run it again. Now I think our maximum number is about 14 or 15 people. So the first course we had 15, the second one we had 15 again. So people seem to really get a lot out of it and I really enjoy teaching it. And we went to very, very um, basic meditation to begin with, a lot of mindfulness practices, being, being aware of breath, being aware of your thoughts, being aware of the sounds happening around you. Really simple practices and I found that I really loved teaching it. And when I came to Australia, that was something I really wanted to do as well. Having taught it, and I taught it then from 2010 until I left us, Ireland in you know, the end of 2012. When I came to Australia, I started the meditation class again. I also started teaching Tai Chi because after I finished my training, well, sorry, after I certified as a solar sound healer, then I asked Gary to teach me um to be a Tai Chi instructor. So he gave me Tai Chi instructor training and certified me as a Tai Chi and Qigong instructor before I left Ireland. And so um, I was working in a great clinic in Australia um, called Rosanna Traditional Chinese Medicine Centre. A beautiful clinic had been there for uh, over 20 years, I think. And the guys who own it, um, Gabriel and Fiona, were lovely people to work with. And we set up this Tai Chi and meditation training in conjunction with the clinic and then that brings us up to about 2016 when we had our lovely little boy Arjuna Arjuna being the hero of the Bhagavad Gita um, the Bhagavad Gita being the story of how Krishna uh, is Arjuna's charioteer as he leads the armies of the Pandava to fight against the armies of the Kurava and the Pandava being, um, let's say, the good guys, and the Kurva being the bad guys, to, to make it bluntly simple. And Arjuna is leading the, the army of the good, and he has this crisis of conscience as he's facing the Kurva. He goes in the middle of the battlefield with Krishna, and he says, I can't face these guys, I can't kill them. They're, they're my friends and my family, and you know the, the Kurva are the cousins of the Pandava, and he, he doesn't want to fight them. And Krishna basically says, you have to get over yourself because these are your enemies and your enemies must be conquered. And the story then represents our, our struggle, our internal struggle against our own inner demons and shadow 
and darkness and, and overcoming that within ourselves that's what it represents and so we have to stalk our self-importance or our, our sense of oh wait i can't i can't be hard like this well sometimes you have to you have to be a warrior and and that's why we called arjuna by that name because it was a powerful name so that was 2016 arjun was born in october and he was a real wonderful blessing into our lives he really he lived up to his uh his warrior uh, heritage in that sense because he's really challenged us um but in the best possible way so that's been a big part of my journey in well-being and as i say now i've come to the point where i no longer um want to trade as melbourne acupuncture center now the business is called solace well-being because i really want to encompass all of that training that i have had particularly um my training with the Jade Sun School as a solar sound healing practitioner, um, as a meditation instructor, uh, teaching Tai Chi and Qigong, and I really want to incorporate what I'm currently training in, which is trauma release exercises. And as I said earlier on, this is trauma release exercises about releasing the physical tension from the body that's that's related to the trauma stress tension that we hold on to. And David Berselli, who Develop trauma release exercises say every human is traumatized in one sense or another so we all have some trauma to release and TRE is all about releasing that in a very gentle way it's, it's about just getting shaking and tremoring going in the body it's about causing some gentle fatigue in the muscles to cause the muscles to start to shake like when you're lifting weights or doing yoga and you know your muscles are getting tired and they start to you know tremor and tremble away well that's the process we want to start with TRE and I really wanted to incorporate uh, TRE into my training with uh, Gary and the Jade Sun School and I really feel they can be very complimentary because one of the other things we did in our, our solar sound healing certification is soul retrieval soul retrieval being a shamanic practice which has been carried on for God knows probably thousands of years um, and soul retrieval is an incredible practice of, of reclaiming a lost part of the soul that's stuck in the past whether it be a past life or earlier on in this life um we we go back and, and we reclaim that and bring that part of ourselves back into the present into our soul here and now and the great synchronicity i feel with um trauma uh, release exercises is when people are suffering with post-traumatic stress it's like a piece of their consciousness is stuck in the trauma and every time they have a trigger or a memory of that trauma or something that happens to, to remind them of it they start to experience panic or, or anxiety um, or shaking and, and all these symptoms it's like this part of their soul or their consciousness or their psyche is just saying hey here I am I'm still here stuck in this moment come and get me please so when we, we shake it off and release all that physical tension and trauma, it's like we're bringing that physiological part of ourselves back into the here and now. We're, we're releasing that part of ourselves that's stuck in the past and we're reclaiming it. So I see it, it's this incredible synchronicity between soul retrieval and uh, trauma release exercises as a way of reclaiming that part of ourselves and, and uh, making ourselves whole again because there is that strong sense that you know, as long as we're defined by a past trauma and that is holding us hostage, there is that part of us 
whether you want to call it your soul or your psyche or your consciousness that is stuck in that moment of trauma and we want to bring it back into the present so this these are things i want to incorporate together and the other thing that i'm doing now as well is offering training in meditation in stress management where we incorporate ideally in the future once i certify as a theory instructor because i haven't yet uh, i'll be incorporating that into training for businesses um, to offer it for companies to offer this uh, meditation and stress management and to help people manage stress that they experience every day in work and to offer it to individuals as well i feel these this work can be really really transformative and really incredibly helpful and of course i still have those other skills you know sometimes you, you need to give somebody a massage you need to release the physical tension from the body and that's a big part of what i do still um, sometimes you need to do acupuncture. Acupuncture can be great for soothing and calming the spirit. It can be great for moving energy through the body. There's a, there's a wonderful uh, video, an infrared video, of something receiving acupuncture into their hand. And you can see um, after about a minute or so, the whole hand just goes red. And you know, as, as, it, as the blood flows into it and it warms up. So acupuncture is great for getting things moving. Um, and in, in future in a future episode we will talk about the science of acupuncture and all the wonderful scientific research that is now taking place into acupuncture uh, so for, for me there's a lot of exciting things happening so the business as i said we're offering corporate training we're offering training to businesses and to individuals in um in meditation and stress management also also offer a consultation in setting up wellness programs uh, for for employees and for companies and you know I, I, I'm reminded of two particular phrases which which I love quoting um, first one Richard Branson says uh, train your employees so well that they can leave and treat them so well that they don't want to and I think that that's so important to have that that you know you really look after your staff because they're the biggest asset in a business and the, the other one is uh, what if I train my staff um, so well that they want to leave and the other person responds and said yeah but what if you don't train them and they stay you know, so you got to invest in your people and one of the things you got to do with that is invest in their well-being so um, I will be available now in future to offer consultation as well as um, training in well-being services thank you so much for listening i appreciate it um, so as i say my business name is solace well-being if you want to get in touch you can find me at solacewellbeing.com.au you can find me on facebook at facebook.com forward slash solace dash well-being that's a shish sound like sean connery there yeah, so it's facebook.com forward slash solace wellbeing. Um, ongoing with the podcast, I'm hoping from here on in it's going to be a lot more exciting and engaging because it will be an interview process. So there will be some back and forth. It'll be a bit more fun, I think, when there's somebody else talking to me. So next week's guest is Verena White. She is a lovely kinesiologist uh, who is in the local area. She's very knowledgeable and um, 
it, I really enjoyed recording the interview. I think Verena really enjoyed recording it too, and I hope that comes across when we do it. Some of the other practitioners we have coming up over the next few weeks, we have an Ashuropath, we have Chinese astrology and feng shui coming up, we have um, movement therapy, equine therapy is another one, um, and some more uh, general practitioners. Uh, we have an osteopath talking about osteopathy, we're going to have a podiatrist talking about foot care. So we're really covering everything from head to toe and everything in between. So please give us a like, give me a like on iTunes, Spotify, whatever um, platform you're using to access and listen to this podcast. Oh, and I have to remember that um, the podcast has its own Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash more than wellness podcast.